African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the right to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. Good morning to you, Channel Africans. This is African Dialogue. Thank you so much for choosing us. You're listening to us on the DSTV Audio Bouquet. We're on Channel 802. Or you can live stream us on www.channelafrica.co.ca. On the program today, we unpack the continuing political crisis in Chad as protests uh, took place in the country this past weekend. The military council in the country has also chosen a new government despite opposition's calling for a transitional government. Welcome back to African Dialogue. My name is Ayandam Kwanazi and together with Dumelo Zulu and Wiseman Mangale will take you through the next hour of the program. Well, today we're looking into Chad where at least four people were reported to have been shot and wounded over the weekend in Chad's Mandul region. This took place on Saturday when security forces were said to have fired at a crowd demonstrating against the military taking over the country's government. Protesters continued to gather over the weekend in other parts of the country, such as the town of Sar, where they stood in defiance of the military junta's takeover. Now, despite the promises, um, despite this promise, thousands of Chadians protested against the militia. And meanwhile, the opposition has insisted on a call for transitional government to be formed, led by a civilian president and a military vice president. To help us with the discussion, looking at Chad, we joined on the line by Kwezim Kabisa, he's the director for M4 Insight, as well as Samuel Okunade, he's an academic in conflict transformation and peace studies. Good morning to you gentlemen and thank you for joining us. Good morning and thank you for... Good morning Ayanda and thank you for the opportunity. Samuel, when you look at the situation, uh, the current situation uh, in Chad at the, at the moment, what are your uh, observations? Okay, uh, thank you very much. Um, the current situation shows that um, uh, the people who have been aggrieved over the years have come out to the street to uh, uh, protest and to express themselves uh, based on the experiences they've had from the previous regime. Uh, the regime was characterized by gross violation of uh, fundamental human rights, uh, huge economic uh, uh, downturn, uh, which, has a, which had great effect on the people. And as such, what we see today is an outburst of uh, a long accumulated uh, pain of the people uh, in Chad. And that's why the people are in the streets protesting right now. Do you think that the military junta has a legitimate reason for holding power after the president um, Debbie's death, uh, Samuel? Uh, no, they do not. They do not have that uh, because what the constitution says uh, is that the president of the National Assembly should take over as the interim president, and he has between 45 to 90 days 
to organize an election and um, swear in a new president. So what has just happened now is a suspension of the constitution, uh, which is actually against the tenets of democracy. Kwezi, what are your thoughts uh, there? We're seeing this um, stand-in sort of president, the son to um, the president, the president Debbie, now taking over. But also, it, it's an interim. It's an interim um, decision. Do, do you? How do you see it playing out in the long run, though? Where we have, what we've seen in neighboring countries, we've had um, these interim governments standing in for far too long. Thank you very much, Ayanda, again for the opportunity. Uh, we have seen this uh, movie before. Uh, Chad is in a very interesting region of the continent, which is Central Africa. As I'm sure your researchers would have picked up the fact that geographically it's located as a neighbor to some of the most um, troublesome and restive countries in that part of the world, Libya, Sudan, Central African Republic. The country's history, both... Um, uh, for a number of decades uh, with President Debbie's uh, presidency as well as recently has uh, had much of a role to play in the regional conflict systems of both Sudan, the Central African Republic, as well as Libya. The rebels that are said to have uh, mounted an attack towards Jamena, the capital of the country, um, are said to be based or be receiving, to be receiving support from a nearby country, Libya, which is restive on its own. What we have seen uh, since the death of President Debbie is, uh, when I say a repeat of us having seen the movie, is this notion of transition being the best way in order to effect change in regimes. Uh, President Debbie has been in power or had been in power for over 30 years. Indeed, he has been a major player in some of the transitions that we have seen in, South, in Sudan, in some of the transitions that we have seen in Central African Republic. He has actually played even interesting roles of being a mediator. What has uh, the country learned from his sojourns in the region and in neighboring countries' affairs is that a transition will take the form of mixing up the military junta, uh, with some civilian elements, which is what we have seen with this current uh, military junta that, has, uh, that is headed by his own son. Some of the ministers are not only former rebels, but uh, some of the major personalities are also f- uh, former opposition members. What we are likely to see play out is going to be a test of the will of the people and the young people that are protest- protesting in the streets on how they could effect some meaningful change in addressing some of my fellow panelists' um, uh, points of these are long-standing grievances that have found an expression with the trigger and explosion of the death of President Teddy. Are we likely to see these protests then uh, continuing, uh, Kwezi? It is very early to tell. I can tell that the situation is a little bit fluid at this point in time. But let us not remember who the protesters are dealing with. They are dealing with a battle-hardened military it has been, for all intents and purposes, in a military strike chart, that is. It has played a very significant role in the fight against um, a terror in the Sahel and Central Africa broadly. Um, its structures, uh, governance structures are militarized and securitized. So it's going to be very difficult at this point in time to see an amicable pacifying um, a result emanating when the major proponents of this uh, transitional government 
are actually coming from the military and the broader governance structure of the country are highly securitized. What are your thoughts there, uh, Samuel? You know, you did speak about uh, the fact that we are seeing this, this, these uprisings um, in response to what is happening uh, in, in Chad. But also, if you look at um, the son, Muhammad uh, Idris Debi, who's now interim president, do you think that he enjoys support? Oh, thank you very much. Uh, um, he does enjoy the support of the military. Uh, and that is really playing out in what we can see today. Uh, the military is all out to uh, resist protest by the people. And even though uh, on a daily basis we have m- more rebel groups coming up just to showcase their grievance against the current situation in Chad, uh, you have the military trying to repress them. So uh, I would say right now he enjoys the support of the military and um uh, that might go on for a while until otherwise any other thing happens. Mm. And what do we know about uh, about um, Debbie's son? Okay, uh, he started his military training in Chad and then he proceeded to France where he did um, another training and then he returned to Chad where he was made the Directorate General of the Security Services of uh, State Institutions. And until his father's death, he stood watch over him as the head of the Presidential Guard. So he he held a key position uh, in the military until the death of his father. Maybe since you are bringing in this uh, French aspect, it makes me think of moving it to those international interests there, Kwesi. Um, You know, does France have an interest in Chad? And if so, what are those interests? Oh, well, we could go on for a very long time, Ayanda. I mean, uh, France was one of the very first countries that actually firstly um, denounced the death of the president at the hands of the rebels. But secondly, that actually welcomed the Transitional um, Military Council um, and their program. Uh, What is that program? To hold elections within 18 months. They have already set up a Ministry of Reconciliation, meaning that there is a concern and acknowledgement of the fact that these grievances could no longer just simply be addressed through military terms. But if we are to look into France's interest in chart, we would have to actually speak of what is Chad's role in the broader geopolitics of Central Africa and West Africa? This is not just any other country. Firstly, President Idris Deby never really governed with an inclination of being liked or being accepted or working on his legitimacy. He was a military man, and he did like all military people did, which was to project a strong man uh, posture, which was to put resources in order to actually elevate and sustain and consolidate that projection. Now, Chad is a very interesting country for us on the continent because it is a country that is currently at the forefront, multiple fronts of uh, fighting terrorism, which is basically one of the things that international actors actually have relegated to African strongmen. It is actually part of the multinational joint task force, which is fighting Boko Haram together, which is uh, uh, Chad 
Cameroon and Nigeria. It is at the forefront of the fight for the G5 group of five countries in the Sahel that is fighting terrorism across a sweep of land that is inclusive of a number of countries. Now, this uh, uh, strong man posture makes it a very attractive country as a partner to international actors, including France, where they would actually say that we have got our men on the ground attending to particular international threat situations. And I think that is why a country such as France would be very much um, cautious in denouncing any tendencies that are problematic emanating from the conduct of this transitional military council. That's the voice of Kwezim Kabisa. He's the director for M4 Insight. And we're also joined by Samuel Okunade, an academic in conflict, transformation and peace studies. Perhaps before we, we go for a break, Samuel, you'd like to also respond to that question of um, the French interests in Chad. Okay. Um, I will just add to what has been said earlier on. Um Chad holds a very strategic position. And when you look at uh, the late president, Debbie, uh, it was seen as um, a strong force and a strong player within that region in the fight against uh, uh, extremism and um, jihadist movement. And as a result, it was seen as a peace uh, symbol within that region. So that could be one of the reasons why the France is um, picking interest in that area. And it's not only France, the US, the UK, some other countries in Europe also seem in that light. Okay, let's pause it right there and then we'll continue with the conversation after this short break. This is Live Well, where we take a closer look at how to achieve healthy, holistic African living. Join me, Palesa Tau, on this journey as we discuss various illnesses and diseases, find new ways to keep ourselves fit, as well as hear some inspirational health stories from around the continent. All this on Live Well, Mondays, 10 a.m. CAT, right here on Channel Africa, giving you the African perspective. It is a tough clash between Africa 11 and World 11. Africa has the possession. Bafana Bafana. Great pass to the Mambas of Mars. Then to the Crocodiles. Black Stars in the middle of the park. Plays it to the right flank. Let's see if Arambe Stars can play across. Beautiful pass to Chipolo Polo. Africa wins a free kick in a superb scoring position. Super Eagles, Warriors of Zim, Uganda Crane standing together. Red Devils of Egypt in the mix. He takes a shot. 1-0. Africa is leading. This is Africa at Play with sport from an African perspective. Live every Saturday and Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. Central African time on DSTV Audio Bouquet, Channel 802 or stream live on channelafrica.co.za. Africa at Play. Welcome back to African Dialogue. A reminder that in about 20 minutes' time, we'll get an update from the Econ Desk, followed by the Sports News. And at the top of the hour, we're going to uh, have Africa Midday with Zikona Miso. Right now, though, we are continuing our conversation here on African Dialogue. We're speaking to Samuel Okunade. He's an academic in conflict, transformation and peace studies, as well as Kwezim Kobisa, director for M4 Insight. And we're looking at um, the developments in Chad with protests happening over the the, 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 the weekend. Um, 
Now, Kwezi, you did say that also strategically, if you look at Chad and where it's placed, um, it's, 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 it's a very uh, volatile area. But why is it so important that um, the stability of Chad is restored? Thanks again, uh, Ayanda. I, I, I think it's a, a, a very problematic um, 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 phrasing to say that Chad is important for the stability of the region. I think the starting point perhaps could be that there needs to be stability within Chad. There needs to be cohesion within, social cohesion within Chad. Mm-hmm. There needs to be good governance within Chad so that Chad joins um, a family of nations within Central Africa that actually uh, project and actually live up to the promise of good governance and the rest of it. Now, if you think about Chad, many of us might, might not necessarily have the actual details. This is a, a country that is very strategic in that part of the world. I mean, it is a host to the Lake Chad Basin, which has got amazing resources, both um, uh, water resources and other natural resources. Um, it is a player in the regional politics, uh, or rather, more importantly, in the regional integration, both politically, economically, or politically, economically, uh, ecologically, as well from a security point of view. Let, let, let us position Chad and its importance to the region and perhaps even go towards the continent to actually understand the fact that the current chairperson of the African Union uh, Commission comes from Chad. Uh, Chad has been providing diplomats for peacemaking missions across the, 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 the continent, both at the African Union level, both at the regional level in terms of the economic community of Central African states, as well as um, the United Nations. I mean, this is a nation where if all goes well, it could contribute towards the stabilization of Central African Republic, the stabilization of the Sudan, and perhaps over time, with a little bit of credibility and traction, uh, to the stabilization of, of, of Libya. The country is important primarily because at the core of it, 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 it attributes, especially from an economic point of view, it's an oil producer, and it is landlocked, it is landlocked, which therefore means that it needs to exhibit um, exemplary good neighborliness with its neighbors, such as Cameroon, which is where the pipeline for oil from Chad actually goes through. It has got relations with the northern restive part of Nigeria, which is where Boko Haram is found. It has been, I could go on and on and on. The country is important, but it needs to sort itself out. And I think that these protests um, and the opportunity that is presented by the demise of President Deddy mm-hmm. uh, makes it possible for that particular country to be part of its international commitments, regional commitments, and as well as good neighborliness. Mm. Now, also, the, the new ministry, um, as announced by the military junta, is, is to be headed by uh, Ashik Omar, who's a former rebel chief um, and became a, a, a diplomatic advisor to the president in 2019. Do we know anything more about him? I mean, is he, you know, the ideal candidate for this job, Kwezi? At this point in time, uh, uh, it would be difficult to find an ideal candidate. I think this is the best balancing act that the military regime has attempted, which is to try to be seen to be inclusive, but not just simply inclusive in terms of numbers uh, or diversity for the sake of diversity, but to be inclusive of also those that have actually been raising the grievances of the population. It's a relatively, it's a very poor country, not relatively, it's a very poor country. And it is important to continuously attempt to put 
within the house or within the tent those with grievances than to leave them on the outside. The Sheikh and his previous rebel activity could actually be, be considered in history uh, and, and those who are doing analysis as being at the forefront of some of Chad's external or regional um, uh, destabilization tactics. Uh, some of the rebels in, in Chad have been responsible for some of the restive situations that we have seen in Western Sudan. Some of the rebels in, Ch- in, 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 in Chad have been at the forefront of some of the uh, uh, destabilization that has occurred in Central African Republic. Broadcasting from South Africa, who will remember the 2013 uh, headache that happened with the SANDF uh, having to confront a situation in, Chad, in, in, in Central African Republic. The rebels came from Chad. So it is very much important to actually make sure that those that have got grievances are accommodated by the opportunity of the demise of President Chad and the transition that ensues from it. Speaking of those uh, uh, grievances, um, uh, Samuel, the the, the Chadian opposition politician uh, Yaya Dijero also came out this week saying that he supports a peaceful transition of power. Do you think that um, the opposition will be given a, a say? Okay, thank you very much. Um, we cannot really say at the moment if they would, but would just wait to see what happens uh, from the activities of the new uh, reconciliation ministry that has been established to see how far they can go in um, addressing the, the grievances of the people and also how far the, the military uh, government currently would allow that to also happen. So we are yet to know uh, the level of um, freedom that that ministry will be, that will be allowed to, uh, to, to have in terms of accommodating and giving people the freedom to come out and express themselves and, and explain their plight and to the extent to which they can be heard. So it would be too early for us to project that. We just have to wait to see how events unfold. Mm. As we're seeing the protests happening, um, opposition being vocal, is there a strong enough opposition uh, in in Samuel? I mean, in Chad there, Samuel, just to trying to look at the history of the opposition's uh, opposition parties in in Chad, is there strong enough opposition? Yes, um, I would say yes. there is a strong opposition. Uh, if we look at the, the, the opposition which started this uh, struggle, it's a, a Libyan-based uh, group called the Front for Change and Concord uh, in Chad, and it was identified by France as fact. This, this uh, opposition was based or is based in, in uh, Libya and operated from Libya. That's to tell you the level at which the government resisted opposition, even though the constitution allowed for a multi-party uh, uh, kind of system. Uh, but then they are not really given the freedom of expression, the freedom to really do the, 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 the activities that an opposition party should do. So at this level, uh, what we have seen is the opposition coming out strongly uh, to fight uh, the current arrangement in which the son of the former president has been appointed as the interim leader. And then you have other people, other Chadians coming out to speak up, to join the protest. So I would say this is a good opportunity for them to come out and 
uh, express themselves and bear their grievances. But like we said, uh, we'd only have to wait to see how far their grievances are, 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 are being accommodated. Your thoughts on the strength of the position in Chad, Kwezi? Um, Chad is like many other countries that have um, been governed by strong men. Um, institutionally, legally, everything is permissible. But in reality, uh, the opportunity to express what is permissible doesn't exist. The reason of the matter is that many of the groupings that we now find uh, engaged in some form of military violence struggle uh, did so as a result of the failure of the broader societal system to actually accommodate either dissent or normal opposition orientation. Um, we don't currently have much, I think those of us who are watching from the outside, knowledge on the credibility, legitimacy, or democratic credentials of these opposition uh, parties and personalities. Over the years, many of them have been co-opted by successive efforts by President Deby and his administration in order to give uh, a veneer of respectability to what many might actually conclude to be nothing but a family dynasty. If you look into the administration of President Deby, it's made up of his sons, mm. made up of his family members, his in-laws, and, 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 and more, perhaps more importantly, the ethnic element, people from his ethnic group. So what we are likely to see is either a situation whereby these political parties genuinely engage uh, with the transitional government, and as Samuel has indicated, it would be important to look at how much space does this transitional military council allow for the peculation of these grievances. My best bet is that this newly found Ministry of Reconciliation is likely going to engage in a national dialogue, where this national dialogue would be something similar to experiences that we have seen in Central African Republic, whereby the moment an, an opportunity presents itself for a meaningful transition, you then bring everybody to the table. And then whatever outcome you actually have, you will then be in a position to force it down everybody by saying that I did as the administration or as the transitional council give an opportunity for people to air their grievances, but this is the line of march. So systemic, meaningful institutional reform in charge is going to depend to the extent to which both the opposition and this military uh, council allow for meaningful change to actually be effected. Okay, let's take our last break. When we come back, we try to wrap up our conversation on Chad. This is Live Well, where we take a closer look at how to achieve healthy, holistic African living. Join me, Palesa Tau, on this journey as we discuss various illnesses and diseases, find new ways to keep ourselves fit, as well as hear some inspirational health stories from around the continent. All this on Live Well, Mondays, 10 a.m. CAT, right here on Channel Africa, giving you the African perspective. For your latest update on the novel coronavirus for Channel Africa in Mombasa, Kenya, I am Diana Wanyonyi. Droplets spread virus. By following good respiratory hygiene, you protect the people around you from viruses such as cold, flu, and COVID-19.
Building Africa with love. Hujambo Africa. If there are holes in this continental ship, we are its children. Let us go and stop the holes. Let us gladly do it with our hearts. And if we cannot, then let us die. We will make a plug of our brains and put them into the ship, but condemn it never. Catch us on Channel Africa from 10 to 11 a.m. every Friday and Sundays from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. Welcome back to African Dialogue. We're zooming into Chad today where protests uh, occurred over the weekend. And on Sunday, the military council, which is now run by the late President Idris Deby's son, Mohamed Deby, announced its new government while reiterating it will hold elections within 18 months. Despite this promise, thousands of Chadians protested against the militia. And meanwhile, the opposition has insisted on a call for a transitional government to be formed, led by a civilian president and a military vice president. Now, to uh, to help us with the discussion, we joined on the line by Samuel Okunade, an academic in conflict, transformation and peace studies, as well as Kwezim Kobisa, director for M4 Insight. Now, Samuel, this 18 months um, deadline before elections, is it justifiable? Is it enough time? Okay, thank you very much. Uh, there is really no justification for that. Um, when we look at the provision of uh, the Constitution, uh, what is given there in Article 81 of the 2018 Constitution is that elections should be conducted between 45 and 90 days. So I do not see a reason why uh, they have decided to stay in power for 18 months and um for me i would just say that this 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 just uh, shows the intention of the military in chad uh if we look at a preceding if, event the parliament in 2018 approved a new uh constitution which abolished the office of uh the prime minister and gave room uh, for the president to stay in office for a two-term of five years each. So if uh, President Debbie were to be alive, he would have remained in power on, up until 2033. And if we look at the trend of things in Africa where we had military regimes, all they do is they do this kind of arrangement and then they remain in power. So uh, for me, I would say this is more like a replica of what has been happening in Africa or what has happened in the past in Africa, mm. as, as was the case in Nigeria, in Egypt, in Ghana, where they either uh, stay in power and maintain themselves there, or they look for a good time where they step down, draft a new constitution, and then they make themselves eligible to contest for elections, and they win through the uh, supports of the military. So I foresee something like this uh, kind of arrangement uh, most likely going to happen, but we have to wait to see how events unfold. Mm. Kwezi, you did say in your opening statement that you know this is a, a movie that we've seen uh, before, and I'm reminded with Samuel saying that in the Constitution says 45 to 90 days, but we've got 18 months here. We saw this with um, Omar al-Bashir, but, you, you know, it seems to be a pattern. How do 
how does Africa, how do African governments uh, break this pattern? Let us, let us start off with the Chadian pattern. Uh, history has no blank uh, 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 pages. In 1990, when President um, Baby took power uh, from uh, President Hissan Habre, they actually promised, uh, his military junta promised a three-month provisional government. From that three months, they managed to actually put into place a constitution, uh, which they called the Charter. Uh, that Charter was meant to be a blueprint for taking the country or the administration towards civilian rule. And as we would have it, uh, paper is only as good as the ideas they in the real test of anything and everything, especially governance, is actually in the practice. What we see happening as um, a dominant trend in the pattern we're seeing is the fact that many governments or many regimes, when they are presented with an opportunity for transition, try to maximize the time frame for their transitional credentials. Elections, reconciliation, informed by dialogue, a new constitution, and the rest of it. The reality of the matter here is that the continent has seen this movie before. The African Union has been, the African Union and regional entities have actually been at the forefront of aiding and abating some of these shenanigans, if you, you would like. We've seen it, as you indicated, in Sudan. We have seen it in the Central African Republic. We have seen it in other parts of the continent beyond Central Africa. If we are to be serious, we need to be actually looking at the credentials of those that are one holding power and at the uh, 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 paper, as it were. Because what we are entertaining, Samuel, myself, your researchers there at the studio, are the most visible and the most voluble of actors in Chadian society. The religion of the matter is that none of us have actually interrogated what credentials do they have, democratic credentials, to actually say that the voices that they are actually, uh, the, the, the issues that they are actually uh, 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 amplifying, are they representative of their own interest, clan or other ones, or are they representative of a future for Chad? So the continent will have to take seriously transitions, but especially the role that they, as the continent, neighbors of, 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 of Chad, as well as the continental body and regional bodies, they have to take very seriously what role they could play to assist for meaningful change. Mm. And how far can they extend that role, Kwezi? Because there's also the issue of um, independence and, uh, you know, having their own uh, constitution. And it's difficult, perhaps, for regional bodies or other countries to interfere in sovereignties of others. Interestingly, that is not entirely true, Ayanda. Mm. What Chad has presented us as a continent are some very meaningful lessons in very assertive diplomacy. Ask yourself, as Ayanda, where is President Hissen Habre? President Hissen Habre, who was toppled by President Idris Deby, uh, was actually found guilty of human, uh, 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 of, of human rights violations by the African Union's own African Court for Human and People's, uh, African Human and People's Rights Court. Now, what this tells us is that when there is a will, there is a commitment that can actually be used mm-hmm. and leverage that can be used to effect meaningful change. And I think if anything can be said about what is happening in Chad is that there are instances in Chad's recent history that can actually help the African Union and regional bodies and its neighbors, as well as the international community, to do right by, for the future of Chad. 
Samuel, what are your parting shots to the conversation, just looking at the role of um, regional bodies and, and uh, neighboring countries? Okay, uh, thank you very much. Um, the situation in Chad right now is not new within the region. We've had uh, uh, previous uh, uh, similar occurrences. Uh, and uh, just as uh, he has said, um, this is a time for regional bodies, sub-regional bodies to really throw their weight in and see how they can come into the situation and salvage the situation. What is very important and key in this situation is the will, you know, the will to really, really, really do what is right at this point in time. And for me, unfortunately, if nothing is done, uh, I foresee uh, at the beginning of um, a new uh, tyrannical reign in, in Chad. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Samuel Okunade, an academic in conflict transformation and peace studies. Thank you so much, Kwezim Kobisa, director for M4 Insight, as always, making yourself available to help us dissect these very complex uh, uh, countries and conflicts that are happening around the continent. Thank you both and have yourselves a good day further. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Okay, let's go for a quick break before we move over to our econ news. It is a tough clash between Africa 11 and World 11. Africa has the possession. Bafana Bafana. Great pass to the Mambas of Mars, then to the Crocodiles. Black Stars in the middle of the park. Plays it to the right flank. Let's see if Harambe Stars can play across. Beautiful pass to Chipolo Polo. Africa wins a free kick in a superb scoring position. Super Eagles, Warriors of Zim, Uganda Crane standing together. Red Devils of Egypt in the mix. He takes a shot. 1-0. Africa is leading. This is Africa at Play with sport from an African perspective. Live every Saturday and Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. Central African time on DSTV Audio Bouquet, Channel 802 or stream live on channelafrica.co.za. Africa at Play. Building Africa with love. Hujambo Africa. If there are holes in this continental ship, we are its children. Let us go and stop the holes. Let us gladly do it with our hearts. And if we cannot, then let us die. We will make a plug of our brains and put them into the ship, but condemn it never. Catch us on Channel Africa from 10 to 11 a.m. every Friday and Sundays from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. For your latest update on the novel coronavirus for Channel Africa in Mombasa, Kenya, I am Diana Wanyonyi. Droplets spread virus. By following good respiratory hygiene, you protect the people around you from viruses such as cold, flu, and COVID-19.
Thank you to the producers of the show, Assignment and Production Editor Zanele Jambani. Thank you to Wiseman Mangale, our technical producer. Thank you to Benjamin Mushadama and Dumelo Zulu, our producers for the day. Stay tuned to Channel Africa. Africa Midday is coming up at the top of the hour.